Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! They talk about the Cowboys every day. You understand there's 31 other NFL teams. How many Major League Baseball teams are there? 30? 32 NHL teams. They only talk about the Cowboys. How about that? They're America's team. And by the way, it's all just marketing. Have you watched the documentary on America's team or the football life? It was just marketing. It was the late 70s. But the football guys didn't like it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to a brand new week. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. We're uh, broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle here today. And it's just me here in the bunker for, uh, for a while. we got the regular crew here on the other side of this wall. We've got Moose Dupont joining us from an undisclosed location. It's undisclosed for now because he's going to be joining me in just a couple of moments' time here for the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. He's not going to be happy to know that here in the world headquarters of the RP show, the Internet's a little funky. Have you guys noticed that? Eh. Director Jordan says it's fine now. I don't know. It's not coming up too good here on my phone, but that's okay. We'll get through. We're on the air on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states. And um, I see everybody chiming in. I hope you had a good weekend. Everybody's writing in. They're watching on YouTube. The text line is open. You can always write us here at 902-518-3033. Starting a brand new week for the Taco Time comment of the week. Sean in Vancouver, who watches every day on Game Plus One last week, his $50 gift card to Taco Time, and that's a lot of tacos. Coming up on the program today, Carlo Koliakovo from TSN 1050 Toronto, morning man there, former Maple Leaf and Sabre, and I think a few other teams too, right, Clark? And Sean, Ram- Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet Winnipeg as we get down on some NHL. But we got a lot of things to get to here on the warm-up, and uh, we're, we're going to get to the CFL. We're going to get to all things Canadian football, NHL, and we're going to be opening up with NFL in a moment. But can we bring in the moose right now? The moose is loose. How you doing, moose? Good morning. Good morning. I'm great. 
Tell the viewers what's going on in your life today, if you don't mind. Uh, you're watching on, on Friday. This is the same backdrop. Still in Winnipeg. Mm. So, uh, you know, after we got off the air Friday, it looked pretty good. I thought everything was rolling pretty smooth. And then at about noon, uh, well, I guess more about right after we got off the air, I guess it would be 1 o'clock local time here, um, the fog started rolling in, the clouds, and then whoosh, all the snow came down. You saw that on social media for the football game Friday night or Saturday. It just rolled with snow, and uh, the fog came in as well yesterday, so I couldn't come home yesterday. The visibility was bad, so I'm kind of storm-stayed in Winnipeg, but I'll be uh, venturing out this afternoon. Well, uh, be safe, my friend, and I appreciate to have uh, having you here this morning to talk sports uh, here for Ecole Electric. And before we get to the quick six show topics, let's just open it up with the RP Show Weekend photo album presented by Great Western Brewing. It's got all of our weekends here involved. Uh, we ask you to... Oh! They tell me they've hit a glitch, Darren. And it's not ready. I heard. Oh, you heard? You could I hear heard. it? Okay, so it's always nice to find out on the fly of glitches. So <laughs> can we hit the show horn? Can we do that? Do we have the show horn ready? Thank you, Darren, or sorry, uh, Jordan. So let's open with the National Football League, please, if you don't mind. Uh, why not? That was the lead item on SportsCenter this morning. I watched it twice. Yeah, I got some highlights here because we it's only a two-hour show. We're not going to go through the entire two hours talking about the National Football League. But here's what I thought. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are what we thought they were. And they humiliated the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. to We had our way with it. Like it was over a couple minutes into the game. And I get a little annoyed because you saw the the upset of the day was Washington beating Tampa Bay by 10, 29-19. It was the biggest, if you want to go from a betting perspective, the biggest spread was Tampa was supposed to beat Washington and Washington clubbed the Bucks. But in the morning show, I'm watching your boy Rex Ryan and he goes, not time to hit the panning button in Dallas, but for sure we're concerned about the Cowboys after last week. And I'm like, Wait, stop, Rex. And then the Bucks get their asses handed to them. Tom, you know, they turn it over a couple times early. And now the Bucks, it's a panic in Tampa Bay, and they're not Super Bowl favorites. And then you watch the late game last night, and the guys on NBC are like, Cowboys, Super Bowl contenders and favorites. Now I'm like, oh, really? Because nine hours ago, there was concern in Dallas. That's the thing. You only, Darren, I think, need to just watch the games and stay away from the bunk. And I would tell anybody, don't watch daytime shows like ours because it's going to rot your mind, but they just can't stay away because they love it so much. And your Titans, I'm, I'm very impressed. I mean, they beat New Orleans, as you know, 23-21, but they are maybe the most consistent team in the National Football League. Would you agree with the Tennessee Titans they being lost- that? Yeah, they lost their horse, right? And Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, who was maybe their 1B receiver, goes mm-hmm. out with an ACL injury, I believe it was. Or it's an injury that's going to keep him out for a long time. He's been dealing with that hamstring injury. And then they still find ways to win. So resilience, they battled through. It wasn't the most impressive win, but they survived. And their defense played well. And their coaching's been good. And they've shored up the special teams. And hey, they look pretty impressive. And with the Cardinals losing too, do we have a... Titans maybe number one in tomorrow's top five. I don't know. They might be there. All right. Well, you have a long drive home from Winnipeg to figure that out. Uh, So that's point one, our NFL take from week 10. Point two, 
Uh, Sunday in the National Hockey League, Kyler Yamamoto scored in the final minute as the Oilers beat the Blues 5-4 in St. Louis. Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan McLeod also scored for Edmonton, which won in St. Louis for the first time since December 5th, 2018. Miko Koskinen made 35 saves as the Oilers improved to 11-3 on the season. They look very strong, and they continue to play 80s hockey. We thought they were going to overtime, and it didn't happen. They won 5-4 in St. Louis, and all is good. Uh, How about the Ducks? Trevor Zegras had two goals and a helper. Troy Terry extended his scoring streak to 14 games, and the Anaheim Ducks rolled to their seventh straight victory 5-1 over the Vancouver Canucks on Sunday night. My only thinking on the Ducks is this. Yes, I had them picked to finish third in the Pacific Division, and we're a long, long ways away from the end of the regular season, Moose. Do you think, because they're so young, that the Anaheim Ducks are a wet paper box? And by that, you know what I mean, that the bottom's going to fall out? At some point, because they're so young, are they are they the upstart new kids on the block in the National Hockey League? Because that's what I think they are. They might be, you know, they might be. Um, it might be a situation of they're too young to know better, to know any better about that's you know true. where they're supposed to be, and let the pressure get to them. Right. So when you're young and you can just fly by the seat of your pants, you're not worried about falling. Sometimes you just keep rolling. I mean, my biggest question for Anaheim will be, and a young group like that will be if they run into problems, if they go on a cold, not if, when they go on a cold streak, when they hit a problem, can they get out of it? You know, the veterans that they have, like Ryan Getzlaff, is that enough to get that group and battle through it? We'll find out, but right now it's a lot of fun to watch. Continuing on, Garnet Hathaway scored his third goal in two games. Alex Ovechkin added two helpers, and the Washington Capitals routed the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-1 Sunday night in Sidney Crosby's first game back. Dean, watching in Wisconsin, has written us with Sidney losing his cool last night. Is this typical Sidney stuff, he says? Yeah, when they play Washington, it is. Sid tends to lose his lid, and so what? I mean, that's the one thing with our stars. When they don't show any emotion, oh, they're robots. And then when they lose their little, little bit, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with them? That's Sid. They don't like Washington. Washington don't like them. He was frustrated. Let him be frustrated. That, that's the stars, right? We see with Crosby. They don't want to lose. They don't want to play bad. We saw it with Tom Brady yesterday, too. You know, when he was in the fourth quarter and they were trying to come back in that game and he threw the one pass. I can't remember who it was, too. But they did not get the pass interference call. And he turned to the ref, and you could see his face. Are you effing kidding me? Like, he was very loud and vocal and frustrated. Like, that's Tom, right? Uh, I don't like to lose. Sid, too. I'm getting through this, but I'm going to tell the CFL fans and the football fans that are watching to just don't get your panties in a bunch because (laughs) in the next segment, we'll spend more time on this. So Tom Brady said to the referee, are you effing kidding me? But what happens if a ref like, says F them? What if he says it back? How about that? What's supposed to happen to him? And that happened on Saturday. And trust me, we're getting to that. And I invite the viewers to write in with their thoughts of the weekend. What were their week 10 NFL takeaways? Their NHL notes from the weekend. And just listen. I'm saving that CFL referee who said F them at Saskatchewan Saturday. Which, by the way, I cannot get enough of. Nor can you. Uh, that's coming oh, I up. Know. 
Charlie Coyle and Charlie McAvoy each scored twice, and the Boston Bruins beat the Montreal Canadiens 5-2 in the 750th meeting between the longtime rivals on Sunday night. It was the first time they faced each other in nearly two years, 641 days to be exact. More important than that, what are the chances of one team having two guys named Charlie? What are the odds? And, well, in 1953, probably pretty good. Pretty good. But I don't yeah. know about 2021. Calgary Flames netminder Dan Vladar made 27 saves to post his first career shutout in a 4 nothing win over the Ottawa Senators on Sunday. Am I saying the name right? Vladar. Am I saying that right? Do you know, Clark? Or is it Vlader? We don't even... Vladar. Okay. We don't know who the guy is. But if he keeps getting shutouts, we will. Uh... The Flames are now 8-3-1. They were led by Elias Lindholm with a goal and an assist. Andrew Mangiapane, Matthew Kachuk, and Nikita Zadorov also scored. Chris Kreider scored the deciding goal in the seventh round of the shootout, and the New York Rangers beat the New Jersey Devils 4-3. Capo Caco had a goal and an assist, and Adam Fox and Alexei Lafreniere also scored for the Rangers, who have won three in a row, and they beat the Devils for a seventh straight time. Alexander Gorgiev made 24 saves for the Blue Shirts. It's 11-11. The Opportunity Portal is opening. Will you walk through it? Let's go. Okay, interjecting here. Point three is split between 3A and 3B. And I'm going to jump. Again, I'm saving the CFL stuff for next segment when we have way more time. So you and I have spent a lot of time on the phone over the last couple of days, even though that we've been, uh, you know, two provinces apart. But soccer, we said we would talk about what's hot. Striker Jonathan David's 57th minute goal lifted Canada to a 1-0 win over Costa Rica in a World Cup qualifier in front of 48,806 fans at Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton on Friday. The goal came after Costa Rican goalkeeper Lionel Moreira fumbled across into the penalty area, leaving David to slot the ball home. To me, this is like Mandarin, what I'm reading. I have no idea what I'm reading, but, what, but I'm reading it. With yep. the win, Canada remained in third place in CONCACAF's octagonal. Canada has 13 points from seven matches, while Costa Rica fell to 1-3-3. Three, three. Mexico and the United States topped the table with 14 points each. Canada hosts Mexico on Tuesday at the same venue. So I'm getting it in there. And Friday, I watched, uh, obviously, I mentioned, you saw it in the pre-show, I uh, broadcast the Edmonton-Regina game, which was lovely. Yep. Didn't watch the soccer. I assume it was on one of five TSN's channels. Uh, so you see Canada won. And we had a little debate. We've had a big debate, actually, about 50,000 showing up for a soccer game at Commonwealth versus can they can't get 10,000 in the door for the Elks. And people are saying, oh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime game. People traveling from all over the... No, you're missing my point. Because I'm in all these sports venues, as are you, all of the leagues, all over the continent, and people are saying, oh, it's because of the mask. We got a crappy crowd tonight. They'll tug at the mask. Oh, it's because of the vaccine passport. People don't want to line up for blocks, which we saw at university football games, junior hockey games, NHL games. We saw it in Edmonton. 
Why are 50,000 showing up at this soccer game then? Because I thought people didn't want to didn't want to gather in big crowds. I thought people didn't have money. That's what I'm getting at. And I still don't have an answer. Do you? It's it's storylines. It's it's building compelling storylines. It's marketing. It's creating buzz. You know, you can't just say we're here and we're so good and so popular that it doesn't matter if we market. It doesn't matter if we create any buzz. People are just going to show up because it's Connor McDavid. The Oilers didn't sell out their home opener, right? Yeah. You still have to put in the extra work. You still have to go out and create compelling storylines and give reason to people, give people a reason to go to the rinks, to go to the football fields. And if people aren't coming, you know, we always want to create excuses. We said this on the air, and I've heard this lots. You can have excuses or results. You can't have both, right? And the soccer is, is hey, look at it. It's captivating people. They're creating a buzz. There's a storyline. There's a reason to show up. There's a reason why you need to show up today and not tomorrow, you know? Um, Look, I'll be honest. I'm getting into it. We watched it over dinner, you know, in the after our uh, in our post game meal on Friday or in our after our meeting. It was great um, watching the the soccer game. It feels like the Olympics, you know. I feel like I'm a expert in downhill skiing or judo or whatever, you know. I'm just captivated by a little bit of the moment. They do enough to tell me the storylines, why the game matters, and why I need to watch and what the outcome is. We're not seeing enough of that in the Canadian Football League. We're seeing it a bit in the National Hockey League, but even then, you know, they're getting, they're a little bit guilty of saying maybe we're too big to market or too big to fail, you know, but it's going to catch up with everybody who doesn't want to put in the work. The second you want to put your feet up, putting your feet up is meant for retirement, right? You can't put your feet up when you're still trying to accomplish something. So I feel like we're a little bit complacent and we think people are going to show up just because of who we are, but that's not always the case. The warm-up's brought to you by E.Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. The text line is open. We've got the Great Western Brewing Company weekend photo album to get through. We've covered NHL, NFL, now the CONCACAF soccer. Who would have thought? Write it down that we've done that. But when we come back, ball for all. CFL, U Sports. There's a lot of NFL questions that are coming in. We haven't even come up with a poll question, by the way. We have to do that. We have to come up with a question, Darren. We haven't. And uh, Carlo Kodayakovo and Sean Reynolds coming up. We'll be right back. You are watching on this Monday, Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Monday Sports Talk rolling on here. Canada's daytime sports talk show. Thanks for joining us. I see Sean... From the Game Plus control room writing us in downtown Toronto. He says, happy Monday, RP team. Do you think the Chiefs are back? Also, what was Deshaun Jackson doing on that play? Well, with regards to the Chiefs, and I'm not going to talk any more NFL than this, they're the number one team in the division. 
in the AFC West, okay, with six wins. The Chiefs, if they went away, it wasn't for long. They're still the Kansas City Chiefs. Back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. They're fine. We have not breaking news per se, but an announcement that I need to read, Moose. It's come from the Humboldt Broncos Memorial Golf Tournament, the fifth annual Connexus Credit Union Humboldt Broncos Memorial Golf Tournament, hosted by Jared Bednar and Brian Munns. In conjunction with the Humboldt Broncos and the SJHL, we're excited to announce the fifth annual Connexus Credit Union Humboldt Broncos Memorial Golf Tournament, featuring the Hunter Brothers. And 2022 SJHL Hall of Fame induction weekend will be held Friday, August 5th and Saturday, August 6th in Humboldt. In all caps, everyone in attendance must have proof of vaccination. And uh, from there, there's a lot of information here. But what does it say? As previously announced, the class of 22 to be inducted into the SJHL Hall of Fame includes Bob Beatty, Jared Bednar, the current head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, Kelly Chase, Dean Brockman, Sheldon Brookbank, Wade Brookbank, Chris Cuthbert, Kurt Giles, Elgar Peterson, Brett Stewart, and the 08 Humboldt Broncos National Junior A team. So there you go, Munzee and Bedsey. That's coming up in August, the fifth annual Humboldt Broncos uh, Memorial Golf Tournament. Now, Darren, can we get him on the screen? They're asking, I don't know if you can see the comments here, they're asking for a youth sports update. They're asking for a junior football update. They're asking, asking, asking. Just take a sip of your coffee, sit back and enjoy, and we will get to it all. But I feel like we need to talk about the Canadian Football League and what went down in week 15. The the biggest game of the weekend, I felt, was the Argos-Hamilton. Toronto won 31-12. I was like, don't go to the media room to watch the game. I'm like, the blasted time change. I thought the game was going to be at five. It was at six. You know how we don't change our clocks here in the, the Bermuda Triangle? It's just that do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Right. So by that point, I was up in the press box. I didn't get to see much of the game at all. And then I saw Calgary beat BC 33-23 Friday night. It wasn't the best game, but Calgary clinched the playoff burst. It was an important game nonetheless. Then on Saturday, Montreal uh, clobbering Winnipeg 28-14 to in Montreal. Sean McGuire heaves three interceptions for the Blue Bombers, and they weren't. there are no nice interceptions at all, but they were all ugly from the ones that I saw. And then Sask beat Edmonton 29-24, and I didn't watch all the game, but I watched enough of the game. There was some big plays, big 82-yard re- kick return, for God's sakes. What are people bitching about? In the Ryder Nation. Yeah. Their team's won four in a row. They're nine and four. They've clinched home field. Anybody that wants to complain about that, again, don't come here to complain about it because we won't listen. But what we were listening to was the referee, Tom Valesi. We have to talk about this, I believe. It was sent to me from a viewer because I didn't catch it at the time. <laughs> and you've seen it multiple times since. The video to start the <laughs> yeah. second half. They're throwing the quarterback. They're showing the quarterback throwing the football, Cody Fajardo, with his ball cap on. Start of the second half. He's not even paying attention. Well, apparently neither were his teammates because they weren't lined up properly, and Saskatchewan had to take a timeout to open the second half. Like, where are your heads, guys? And the referee, Tom Valesi, you just heard him. You didn't see him. Saskatchewan has called a timeout. F them. 
Oh, no. Right? And then later on, <laughs> CFL PR has to issue an apology on behalf of the CFL and the referee himself. And it's like, are you apologizing that you swore or are you apologizing that you got heard? And I just yeah. wonder if that's the end of it, because I don't think it's the end of it. I know Saskatchewan pretty well, but more than the football team, but I also know football people overall. They're not going to let it die with an apology. It'll be the, he disrespected us. And then the further, what does he have against us? Why would he say F us? Even though you can say F you to the referee a hundred times a game, but he says it back and all of a sudden it's a problem. You got to apologize. Yeah. And I just think, what, where do you think this should go from here? Because the football people are saying to me, he should not be allowed to officiate another Saskatchewan game the rest of the year because clearly he's got something against Saskatchewan. And I'm thinking, well, maybe Saskatchewan should look at why he would say that and why were you not lined up properly for the kickoff to start the second half that you got to call a timeout. Maybe look in the mirror. That's my take, but what's yours? Uh, my take too is I need a little more context. Mm-hmm. I think we have, you know, pretty clear, you know, what he said, but there could have been so many circumstances as to who he was saying it to, who he was saying it about, what he was talking, you know. Um, somebody might have whispered to him, the fans don't like that one, you know. Well, F them, or that, you know, <laughs> somebody's upset. They didn't want to use their timeout. Well, F them, they had to use it, or. You should have reset the play clock. Or who knows what was said to spurn that comment. That's what I want. I want a little more context. I want to know exactly who this was to, who he was talking to. Was he talking to another referee? You know, what's the situation around it? I want to know more about that. But uh, I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. Um, But if more context comes out and it was directly at the team and he was showing signs of being biased towards one team, then then maybe we got to find out what was going on. I need a wide shot of when that was happening. Do you think he gets off, or the CFL gets off, with just issuing issuing an apology and we move on? I mean, I might have completely misread the situation. Maybe Saskatchewan will laugh it off. Ha, ha, ha. And move on to the next game. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will at all. (sighs) If he's getting caught with a live mic saying it, then it's not the first time. Right. So, I mean, the teams will have heard this. He'll have talked this way. If it's if it's to the team, then the referee will have talked this way to the team before. Right. And it's no issue. Um, If the teams haven't come out and said something, you know, before the live, well, the live mic video came out right during the game, I guess. But if the teams haven't come out and said something, then I think that this will will go away. I really do. I think it will be nothing. But and if more context comes out and somebody's getting screwed, yeah, it could be a bad thing. How do we know? How do we know? What context is going to come up? How do we know? Say? Antoine yeah. on YouTube says, Morning, fellas. Thought the F-bomb was hilarious as a Ryder fan. I'm sure much worse gets said on the field and in the stands. Also, looks like Mosaic might be a sellout for the 28th. That obviously is the playoff game. I mean, I thought it was funny, too. I think we can all, our virgin ears have heard it before. Not that You're going to put mics on the field. What the hell do you think's going to happen? How about that? How about right? that? These guys keep getting hell for what goes over the air. Well, you put mics down on the field level. What do you think goes on down there? Do we need to go back? Yeah. 
with my rant for Bronco Plumbing and Healing, your factory-authorized Bryant dealer, and say that those mics shouldn't be down there at all? Right? I've been saying that for years, but the first time they, the next time they listen to me will be the first time. Uh, Mike Horrigan's watching in Toronto. He says that awkward silence from the broadcast team was hilarious. Uh, Oh, Tommy Hallock's watching in Winnipeg. In in Winnipeg. Winterpeg, as it turns out. Moose, right? You know, Tommy Hallock. T-Bone. Yes. He says if Ken Lazarek got a two-game suspension for saying he's Gonzo Alonzo... Back in 1987, <laughs> Valesi ought to sit for five. Are we talking about an actual sit-down suspension for referee Tom Valesi? No. Tim Peel got fired for what went over the air in the National Hockey League last year. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. I don't think this is over with at all. Eric Thomas watching on YouTube I'm here says, hang on, Eric Thomas, I had, I had no issue with the referee cursing. It's part of the game. So too is even up calls, and nobody wanted to admit that, and Tim Peel got fired. I was watching the Florida game the other night. Was it the Florida game? It was. Because Ed Jovanovsky was doing color, and the it was the game, I think they were spanking Arizona. Florida was. And it was like, or maybe it was the game they got up 4 nothing on Carolina. That's what it was. And, and then okay. they start calling all these penalties on the Panthers. And Jovo goes, oh, now nah, the refs are going to make it up. They're going to make it a game now. And I'm like, <laughs> he can say that? We all know what he means, but no, 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 Ed, that doesn't happen. This is right. why I'm just like, oh, my God, man. I, where are we going here? Where are we going? Can you tell me, Darren? That's not a rhetorical question. I know it's not. I know it's not. People are gonna gonna hammer me if I if I say that you know they have to manage the game. The referee's there to manage the game, and the non sports. And I don't want to say the non sports people because that's not. They're they're still sports fans, but they'll say no. They're there to call the rule book. They're they're there to keep the game fair. They're not there to keep the game even. And create stuff to let a team back into the game, but they're there to keep the game fair. I always say that. I mean, I always look back to how referees came into sports, right? You know, I'm playing against Rod in the pond one on one, but he's, you know, a foot taller than I am, and he starts rubbing my face in the snowbank and then tapping it in the empty net. Well, that's not fair. So we bring a referee in to make sure he doesn't cheat, right? Not necessarily to call every little thing in the book, but to make sure that the game is fair and nobody's cheating. Um, Managing the game, it happens. I mean, I look at the football game. I mean, it was a 35-point spread on the weekend. Team's up really big. I don't really need to call this little chintzy holding a penalty against the team that's getting crushed. Yeah, right? I need to stop that's you not there. fair. I need to stop you there because we've got to move on and get to these topics before I let you go and bring you back an hour or two. Kevin Sidebottom's watching in Hamilton. He says, I think the F-bomb at Mosaic was hilarious. No reprimand required. Who doesn't want to say F them to the riders? LOL. He says, hey, Canada West semifinals this weekend. The Hardy Cup, last weekend, the Hardy Cup is set. We got people writing in about the Eastern games and the Montreal Carabay moving on. Big win. Uh, it was over Laval, right? 
Um, but you were mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. Just talk about those semifinals, uh, if you don't mind. The Bisons beat Alberta 43-17 in the Snow Bowl, Snow Bowl game at IG Field, and Sask beats UBC 38-17, sets up a Saskatchewan-Manitoba-Hardy Cup. Your thoughts on the weekend? Two completely different wins, full of snow and the cold in Winnipeg. Uh, the Bisons 265 yards rushing the football to win that football game. On the other side, Saskatchewan beat UBC, Mason Nias 381 yards passing the football and three touchdowns. So it makes a really intriguing, you know, Hardy Cup, the 84th Hardy Cup next uh, Saturday afternoon at Griffith Stadium in Saskatoon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but Manitoba was physical. They, they ran the ball really well. They did all the things you need to do in the playoffs. And Saskatchewan is a complete team. They are the powerhouse maybe in the country. So it sets up a really good Hardy Cup on the weekend. Nice uh, update there, Moose. T-Bone, still watching in Winnipeg, says, I watched the replay of the semifinal with the Herd and Bears. Great job, Moose and Dunk. The swearing the field-level mics picked up made Valesi's F-bomb look like a kiddie party. <laughs> How about that? Chris yeah. Bird in King City, Ontario, says, Yates Cup is set for University of Western Ontario and Queens. Oh, that's a big mm-hmm. one, too. Moose, we'll see you in hour two, right? See you then. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube, live streaming daily and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. We are broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, right in the middle of Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton. And we pause the football discussion to uh, bring in our good friend, Carlo Koliakovo. TSN 1050 Toronto. G'day, Carlo. Hi. It looks beautiful there, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Rod. It is a beautiful day here. I believe it's uh, five degrees Celsius, but the sun is shining, and uh, nothing better you can be asking for in a day like today. No kidding, and, and talking hockey too. Look, I'm going to give you a chance to not talk about the Leafs for a second because you do it for a job. All those teams <laughs> I met, all those teams I mentioned—the Jets, the Flames, and the Oilers—are all coming off wins. And I just kind of wonder what you're thinking of these Western teams out here in Western Canada. If they're all for real, they've got like pretty good winning percentages, all of them. Who do you think's the best team in Western Canada in the NHL? Well, I think going into the season, I, I knew Edmonton was going to be good because it was the first uh, off season that uh, Kenny Holland had with this group and assembling the team that the way he envisions their success. And obviously, when you start the season with two of the best players in the world and McDavid and Drysaddle, we're seeing the damage they do on a night-to-night basis. So um, I think, you know, if anything, I'm a little surprised at how much they've uh, they've won so far, considering, you know, their goaltending situation. But that's just a credit to the depth that they've created to that lineup. So I expected Edmonton to be good. I expected Winnipeg to be good. Uh, they did a good job uh, retooling their defense, bringing in guys like Nate Schmidt, and uh, you know they got Connor Hellebuck back there, and you see the star power they've got up front. 
with um, Stastny, Connor, uh, Ehlers, and Blake Wheeler, uh, Shifley. And I know I'm missing somebody, but I can't think of all the guys on the top of my head. But they've got, you know, they both some of the best six, top six forwards in the game. Um, and so I kind of expected those two teams to, to, to start off really well and to have a really good season. I think the surprise to me is the Calgary Flames. I mean, uh, they've gotten off to a tremendous start. Uh, they seem to be getting better with every game. And, you know, credit to Daryl Sutter. He's really put his mark on this team. Um, you know, I know there was talk in the offseason of them, you know, reshuffling maybe some of their core players. I don't think they did. I don't think they got a chance to do that too much. And maybe it's not what they needed. Maybe they just needed a coach like Daryl to just, uh, you know, infiltrate some more structure with their with their lineup. And I did I did their game the other night against uh, Montreal. And I think the one thing that impressed me the most about Calgary is you knew they were going to play with with, um, you know, some physicality. You know, they're going to play a heavy game and uh, be really gritty. But the, just the speed that they play at really impressed me. So um, it's good to see Canadian teams doing well. Um, you know, nice to see that there's a battle of Alberta that's going to be created this year, hopefully, between the two teams. But uh, all in all, uh, you know, uh, it's it's been a pretty good start to the season so far. Wonderful, wonderful answer, by the way. And you, my mind jarred on several things, Carlo, as you were going on there. And one is the Hockey Hall of Fame inductions going on in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think, Kevin Lowe, Doug Wilson, <laughs> Jerome McGinley, Marion Hossa, Kim St. Pierre, and Ken Holland. My question to you is this, because you're a wonderful historian of the game of hockey in the National Hockey League. <laughs> Who is the best player out of these two to never win a Stanley Cup? Jerome McGinley, Marcel Dion, or somebody else that I haven't even thought of? What do you think? Yeah. Um, well, look, Marcel Dion's name speaks for itself. Uh, obviously, I didn't get a, uh, a real chance to watch him play too much. But, you know, I'll go with recency bias here just because I played against him in my career, and that's Jerome Aguilla. Um, You know, there's a reason why he's being uh, you know, um, inducted into the Hall of Fame today because of his career, his resume, and what he represents. I mean, a heart and soul type of guy. Um, you know, captain material, uh, you know, historic career, guy that can score goals, guy that really can play any way you want to play. And, you know, I don't think there's a, there's a bad word to be said about him, no matter who you ask. You know, that's just a, a credit to him and to credit what, he, to what he's accomplished in, in his career. And to think you go back to that Stanley Cup final, you lost, I think it was 2004 or maybe 2005, where Calgary played Tampa in the finals and that imagine if there was there was nowadays you could challenge stuff at times where you can get uh, somebody to buzz down that, that shot that looked like it crossed the goal line in game six in Calgary uh, but obviously Tampa Bay came back to win that game and winning it in game seven looking differently at Jerome McGinley's career right now as a Stanley Cup champion but um, you know look some guys play great careers and accomplish so much individually and even team-wise that, you know, I truly believe that Stanley Cup is one of the hardest trophies to win, and here's a perfect example of it. And it was in, and I'm not even a Flames fan, and Daryl Sutter would have Stanley Cups with two franchises. <laughs> if that was, it, was, it was. It was. That's and right. People, and people that say that Mika yeah, Kiprasov is, right. is the better all-time Flames goalie than Mike Vernon would have an argument, but I still say it's Mike Vernon. Because he's got the cup. But I'll finish on this. Mm. We, we got about two and a half minutes left. 
Uh, obviously, you see, Carlo, I'm a stickler for the old school, and that's fine. It's whatever. We need new school guys like you two. I'm that's just, okay. I'm Love sticking it. up, yeah, for yeah. the 70s and 80s guys because I saw them play. But the Leafs, holy, what a toilet seat up and down they are this year. Uh, yeah. How much fun has it been <laughs> watching them? I like that uh, that uh, phrase you use, the toilet seat, because it's really been um, the <laughs> toilet seat of this team, and not in a bad way, in a good way, because it's been so up and down. And you know, there was there was real concern around this group to start the season because you saw a carryover from last year's playoffs, and um, you know, it's amazing when you know you're going through rough times, and it, there, there's there's an instance in your season where you just look back and reflect, and you wonder, okay, where do things turn? And it was the game against Chicago where, you know, everything in Chicago that they were dealing with off the ice and some of their COVID issues and some of their players missing. And uh, early on in that game, you know, actually before that game, all the speculation was the Maple Leafs have been here before. They went into a Saturday night game against Pittsburgh where they basically played an American League lineup and, you know, got their, um, their, their butts handed to them in a 7-1 loss. And that was the hesitancy about going into that game and then they start that game they're down to nothing and the players came out and said it it was it was a conversation i don't even know if it was a conversation it was a statement made in the intermission in that locker where you had leaders step up and actually voice their strong opinions in the room and i think the message was sent to the guys that you know the the, the way they were playing you know to start the season was just not going to be tolerated and was not acceptable and they found a way to come back and win that game they get a big win in overtime and now you next thing you know they're eight and one and they're not in their last nine games and feeling pretty good about themselves and you know there's reasons to still worry about this team I think everybody knew looking at this team that they were a good team and they were going to be a, a potentially a playoff team I still had doubts for that because they're playing in a better Eastern Conference with better uh, teams in their division and in the Metro Division where I think there can easily be five or six playoff teams um, if you look at the way it's it's constructed today so. Um, look, these are points that you can never get back, so you've got to bank them when you can get them. I think they're starting to show signs of uh, the team that they want to be over these last couple of games. I mean, you just go back to the Tampa game where they grinded it out, found a way to tie it late in the game and win in overtime. And, you know, they saw the same thing on Friday night against Calgary, against another good team where they did a lot of good things, couldn't really score. They stuck with it. They get a tying goal, and they win it in overtime. And I think that's what good teams do. They find ways to win. Uh, but there's still a lot of question marks for this team moving forward. It's it's a matter of uh, the consistency that they want to play with and staying healthy. I mean, as good as Jack Campbell has been, you can't expect them to play every game this year. So that's that's an area of concern with Peter Mrazek on the show for the next three, four weeks. And, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say that this team is going to go as as far as their best players take them. And you talk about their four, t- core four with uh, Morgan Riley being their core five on defense. When those guys are clicking, they're a tough team to beat. But when they're not clicking, it's a question mark of what their depth is going to bring. And we're starting to see glimpses of that lately, but still a long ways to go. And only they can show and prove everybody in Toronto that they're willing to take that next step. And I think for Toronto, too, like people are over the regular season success. They want to start seeing the playoff success. So the real judge of this team will be determined come playoff time. I would think they're long over that. Absolutely. Carlo, always enjoy the visit, man. Enjoy the beautiful, balmy weather and, uh, and, and the rest of the hockey. There's a lot of hockey left. That's the best thing. Thanks for the time today. You got it, buddy. Anytime, Rod. All the best to you guys. Carlo Kolyakovo.
Joining us from Toronto, TSN 1050. Taco Time viewer takeover coming up. This is the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. us your opinions now we won't victimize you unless you really deserve it now back to your host rod peterson welcome back everybody it's taco time viewer takeover i do have a sports update to get to a text has come in clark i don't know if you saw it from Allie in edmonton and she sent a photo of the Braden holtby sign if you have a chance to download that and let's show it what the hell? It's viewer takeover. If they want to send their photos, we can do that now with a new text line. But it's funny. I got two liners to read from Taco Time, and I want to read them both. One, online ordering is available. Try it today and get a free burrito on your first order. Use promo code FREEBURRITO when you sign up. And the other one is, they're not tater tots. They're Mexi fries. Are you sure about that? Spicy. Exact. That's what I think the Mexi fries might be a little spicier than your garden variety run-of-the-mill tater tots that you buy from McCain's. But dang, they sure look the same. Hot take. Right. (laughs) So they might be a little spicier. I don't know. Um, Here's a sports update for you. A six-game Western road trip begins today for the Raptors. Toronto's in Portland. The road trip will also see the Rabs visit Utah, Sacramento, Golden State, Memphis, and Indiana. Raps not home until November 28th against Boston. Only two games on a quiet night in the National Hockey League with no Canadian teams in action. The Islanders face the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning in Florida. And the Blue Jackets host the Detroit Red Wings in Columbus. By the way, the Florida Panthers, our number one team in the NHL last uh, last week in our rankings, have lost four in a row. I want to talk next hour with Moose over if that is a fad or a trend. Meanwhile, newly acquired NFL receiver Odell Beckham Jr. could make his debut tonight for L.A. on Monday Night Football. Rams signed OBJ last week after Robert Woods went down with a season-ending knee injury. L.A.'s at San Fran tonight. Both teams coming off losses. Do we know for sure whether OBJ's in or not? Does anybody know? Yeah, we don't know yet. Good reason to tune in, 7.20 p.m. kickoff from Levi Stadium. This last minute of play in hour one, last minute. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business party now for the Tab Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. The Moose will rejoin us in hour two coming up after this break. So much to get to. I see people are gravitating towards this who's the better NHLer that never won a cup, Marcel Marcel Desjardins, Marcel Dion, or Iggy. Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, high school girlfriend worked at Taco Time, says Mexi fries are definitely not tater tots. Yeah? Well, what's the difference? Tell us. We'll get to the bottom of that when we come back after this break, too. It's the RP Show you're watching on Game Plus TV. 
For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.